Hi, and welcome to the Higher Ed Briefing. We bring you curated stories from across the world in edtech and education. Join me, Lewis McKinnon, as we explore the latest trends, insights, and inspiring tales in the field of learning every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you have a story you would like featuring on the Higher Ed Briefing, please get in touch via lewis at highered.uk. That's L-E-W-I-S at highered.uk. With all that being said, let's move on to our first story. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to work in Pakistan for over three years now. However, for the four years I worked in and out of the country for the University of London, and courtesy of the invaluable support of my friend Saad Wasim, I got to see up close the examples of the importance of soft power and mutually beneficial partnerships between Pakistan and China. The Pakistani Higher Education Commission, HEC, has announced the availability of fully funded scholarships for Pakistani and Azad Jammu and Kashmir AJK nationals through the Chinese Government Scholarship Programme CGSP, for the academic year 2024-2025. to 2025. Managed by the China Scholarship Council or the CSC and the Chinese Education Ministry, CGSP aims to provide talented students with opportunities to pursue bachelor's, master's and PhD programs in renowned Chinese universities. The scholarships are available for various study levels, including undergraduate, which are four to five years, master's, two to three years, and doctoral, three to four years, with mandatory one to two years of Chinese language preparatory classes. The fields of study cover a wide range, including science, engineering, agriculture, medicine, economics, legal studies, management, education, history, literature, philosophy, and fine arts. Eligibility criteria include being a Pakistani or AJK national, holding relevant educational qualifications and meeting age requirements. Applicants must also fulfill the application and admission requirements of the CSC and the respective Chinese universities. Those awaiting results or currently benefiting from other scholarship programs are unfortunately ineligible. Applicants must apply online through both the HEC and CSC portals, providing all necessary documents in the required format. The deadline for the applications is December the 28th, 2023, at just before midnight, Pakistani Standard Time. Shortlisted candidates will be required to submit various documents, including educational certificates, a study plan or research proposal, recommendation letters, language proficiency certificates, a valid passport, medical examination reports and a police clearance certificate. Benefits of the CGSP include monthly stipends for students at different levels, ranging from 2,500 Chinese yuan, which is around 275 British pounds sterling for undergraduate students, to 3,500 yuan or 390 pounds sterling for postgraduate students. Chinese universities will cover education fees, administration costs, health insurance and other academic expenses. However, recipients are responsible for their travel expenditure. The opportunity provides a comprehensive scholarship package to foster educational and research collaborations between Pakistan and China. Before we get to our second story today, I wondered if I could ask a favour. At Higher Ed, we research, produce and publish this podcast for free, three times a week without adverts, so you can keep abreast of what's happening in the sector. 
If I could ask you to recommend this podcast to a friend so they can subscribe too, it will go a long way to helping support the impact of what we aim to do. Thank you for your time. Now on to the second story. Next up on our list, we're staying in South Asia, as I've been reading up on a story that includes a fascinating phenomenon in another territory I've spent many great years working in and exploring, India. Private engineering colleges in India are grappling with a substantial decline in placements, ranging from 50 to 70%, primarily attributed to macroeconomic challenges that have compelled companies, especially in the information technology sector, to curtail hiring. The impact is significant, prompting these institutes to reassess their strategies in response to the slowdown. Santanil Dasgupta, the senior director of BML Munjal University's Career Guidance Development Centre, revealed that the institution has adopted a cautious wait-and-watch approach as companies are adopting a more judicious hiring strategy, particularly for freshers. IT service providers, traditionally major recruiters, are scaling back their hiring plans due to a slowdown in client spending. This rethink in hiring strategies is particularly noticeable for fresher recruitment drives, resulting in a decrease in placement figures. For instance, at BML Munjal University, only around 20-25% of students have been placed compared to approximately 63% by the same time the previous year. Similar trends are reported by other private institutes, with Amity University witnessing a drop from 60% placement at the same time last year to just 30% this year. Strategies are evolving, with a focus on targeting niche companies or those with operations in India. At Kanuru Lakshamaya University, the Senior Director of Placements noted a significant impact on placement figures, attributing it to a decline in hiring by IT services companies. Galgotius University reported a decrease in placements from 45% to 38%, with companies hiring fewer students compared to the previous year. Industry caution in hiring freshers is highlighted by Parma Nand, the Pro Vice Chancellor of Sharda University, reporting a 5-7% to drop in placements compared to the previous year as well. Thapar Institute of Engineering and Technology TIET, noted a decline in the number of IT companies participating in placements, with some leading recruiters delaying or even declining their hiring. While economic headwinds pose challenges, optimism remains for the placement scenario, especially with the entry of new companies, including startups. However, the overall picture in the traditionally strong engineering streams, which includes automotive, aeronautics, biotechnology, biomedical science, electronics and communications, electronics instrumentation and control, and electrical, remains pretty gloomy. Amid this, Ria Mariam Babu, a mechanical engineering student at Amity, reflects the challenging landscape, stating that placements for core engineering courses have just begun, with the expectation of picking up during the 8th semester in January. For our final story today, while we are privileged to work in a dynamic and pretty fast-paced education sector, not all change is welcomed or integrated as envisioned. In Sweden, the schools minister has declared the free school system a failure. 
The education landscape in Sweden is undergoing a significant transformation as Lotta Edholm, the country's schools minister, declares a system failure in the free school system, signalling the most significant overhaul in 30 years. The move questions the existing model where profit-making companies operate state education institutes. Sweden's privately run schools, known as Friskalor, have previously received international acclaim, with other countries including the UK considering them as models for educational reforms. However, a decline in educational standards, increasing inequality and dissatisfaction among teachers and parents have fueled the need for change. The biggest teachers union in Sweden warned against the negative consequences of marketising the education system, calling for the phasing out of for-profit and marketised schools. Lotta Edholm has launched an investigation into the issue, with plans to severely limit schools' ability to withdraw profits and introduce fines for their non-compliance. Edholm aims to address issues such as grade inflation, religious influence in teaching and at religious schools, and concerns about school ownership. She criticises some free schools for awarding higher grades than municipal schools, leading to imbalances and inflated perceptions of knowledge among students. Despite the challenges, Edholm emphasises the importance of free schools in offering choice without fees. However, the government's plans are met with criticism from the teachers' union, which believes they don't go far enough to address problems like increased segregation and funding inequality. Beyond education reforms, Sweden's schools face security challenges amid a national gun crime crisis. Edholm emphasises the need to tighten access to schools due to potential threats from gang recruitment activities targeting children. In addition to security concerns, Edholm plans to reduce screen time in schools and increase the presence of physical books. Citing public health concerns, she questions the use of iPads in preschools. Her broader vision includes creating a more peaceful and less violent school environment, while encouraging more young people to pursue engineering to preserve Sweden's legacy built on forest, iron and engineers. That's all from me today. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to The Higher Ed Briefing wherever you get your podcast fix to receive a new set of stories every Monday, Wednesday and Friday from the world of education. Links to all stories covered in today's briefing can be found in the episode description along with acknowledgements for the original authors and sources. Higher Ed Briefing is a Higher Ed Media production.